welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of JCOS Presents Sound Sociology. We've got a bumper-packed episode for you, in which is going to be 20 minutes long today. We're going to be covering what is an inevitable 12-mark question, which comes up more often than it doesn't, conjugal roles. Conjugal roles will include everything from the different types, segregated to joint, as well as looking at the division of labour, the work of Young and Wilmot on symmetrical families, and the idea of the new man, and bringing up some more contemporary examples and contemporary explanations of crisis of masculinity and toxic masculinity, and how does this all fit into the idea of who does what in the home. So sit back, grab yourself a pen and a paper, start listening. When we talk about conjugal roles, we're talking about the roles and the chores that people do in the home. Conjugal roles are tasks which can include cleaning, cooking, cleaning the car, taking the bins out, looking after the children. There are two types of conjugal roles according to Elizabeth Bott. And she said there are segregated and there are joint. We're gonna start with segregated. Segregated conjugal roles is where there is a clear division of labour. You can very clearly go, these are the man's jobs and these are the woman's jobs within the home or what contributes to the home. I think sometimes we overlook the other part of what Elizabeth Butt talks about, which is also husbands and wives spend very little time together in terms of leisure pursuits. So they have separate interests and separate friendship groups. This is also part of that segregated conjugal roles. If we went back to the early part of the 20th century and probably took it all the way up to the kind of 1960s, 70s, we would very much see segregated conjugal roles. In other words, there's a separate and unequal nature about how the home is run. In general, we would see married women expected to take the main responsibility for housework and childcare, whilst the husband was expected to be the breadwinner, in other words, the wage earner. But I think we have to be savvy here and realise that segregated conjugal roles differed depending on your social class. Middle class families probably did have a husband where they could be the main breadwinner and they did earn enough money from their job, which allowed the woman to be a stay-at-home mum and then take on those kind of the narrative of a stay-at-home mum who does the childcare, the cooking, the cleaning. But it's different for working class women. Working class women didn't have a husband that was earning as much as a middle class husband. So there was an expectation that she would also go out to work, but more importantly, was still holding on to doing those typical expected jobs of women in the home, the cooking, the cleaning, the looking after the children. This slightly rose-tinted view of when we talk about segregated conjugal roles needs to be caveated and acknowledged that it's different depending on the social classes. The functionalist thinker, Talcott Parsons, who is, his study here is not necessarily one of the key studies you need to know, but it is extra AO2. He said that there were two types of roles going on within the family. There's the instrumental and there's the expressive. The instrumental role is the world of paid work, and that's the whoever the breadwinner is or multiple breadwinners. Whereas the woman takes on the more expressive role, the idea of being responsible for the household and the emotional support. 
Parson explains the allocation of roles in terms of biological differences. Women bear children and this sets them up to have a stronger relationship with the children as a result. Men specialise in the instrumental direction within the workplace, so as a consequence, they're the ones who are in control of the finances and the financial decision making. These different roles of parents are important because it also adds to the primary socialisation and the reinforcement to those young children of who is supposed to be doing what. Now, Parsons, Parsons is providing a very somewhat rose-tinted point of view and again I think it's very much based on a middle-class perception and a kind of Americana point of view of the 1950s and 60s of this is what the ideal family should be like. When we put a modern twist on it and we start to think about homosexual families, single parent families, extended families, step families, it doesn't fit as well anymore. Now segregated conjugal roles allows us to also think about the problems with the problems that feminists would argue about it that it reinforces a patriarchy it reinforces the idea that women are supposed to be taking on these uh, more inverted commas typical female jobs so you've got two differing points of view there you've got functionalist parsons saying how this is you know having these two different roles helps to create a sense of social order but from a feminist point of view saying that actually this social order is only legitimizing the patriarchy we're going to bring in now one of our key thinkers and this is one of the studies you're expected to know the work of young and wilmot on symmetrical families young and wilmot are influenced by functionalist thinkers so Again, you think about that formal question and the way it's usually framed, identify and describe the approach taken by Young and Wilmot and what you know of their findings. Straight away, you can jump in and you can talk about how they're taking a functionist approach. They published work in the 1970s uh, and it suggested that there is now a symmetrical family and that this has become the typical form of family. The traits of a symmetrical family can be seen key ideas. The roles of husbands and wives were less segregated than they were in the past and that there is a sense of equality between the two between the two spouses. Symmetrical relationships are opposite but they are providing some sense of similarity. Although the husband and wife carry out different opposite tasks they each make a similar level of contribution to the home. So whilst women took the main responsibility for housework and childcare, men spent equivalent amount of time on home-related tasks such as DIY and were more likely to help in housework and childcare. So we start to see a shift from segregated to what Young and Wilmot called the symmetrical. It's not 100% equal, but we're moving through the decades. We get towards the 70s now and the late 60s and we're starting to see a change in attitude, whether that be attitudes towards contraception, attitudes towards gender equality, attitudes towards uh, rights of women. All of this is adding to a change in overall societal attitudes. Within the symmetrical family, the couple and their children are much more home-centred than they were in the past. They spent much of their leisure time uh, and with developments in technology, more entertainment was home-based. Also, relationships between spouses were warmer and more caring. Again, 
if we apply a 21st century lens, you know, we think about how the home works. There's an awful lot of technology, TV, internet, music. It might all seem very basic now, but when we bring that technology into the home, it creates a type of lifestyle where husbands are not necessarily going out all the time. Um, it's not just the wife who is looking after the children or expected to keep the children entertained. There is a more communal feel to it in which all adults who are raising those children are a part of it. So again, we've got this movement away from segregated towards, maybe starting to get towards this idea of joint conjugal roles. The extended family counted for less and the nuclear family for more. The nuclear family became more separated from the extended family. In other words, we're seeing more symmetry between husband and wife because they are reliant on one another more than ever because things like grandparents may not live close by or aunties or uncles. So there is more need for the husband to be contributing to the home in terms of chores, in terms of raising those children. Also, the husband and the wife have more of a financial partnership, decision-making on money and how it is spent. That movement towards women in the workplace has seen a joint income and that now means well actually it's both of our monies that are contributing to the raising of our children and the creation of this family so we see a movement towards symmetrical symmetrical families has a lot to do with changing attitudes the idea of the rise of feminism contraception becoming more readily available more women in the workplace and lifestyle changes in our attitudes towards what we do with our hobbies all of this potentially move, means we have moved towards what we call joint conjugal roles. The idea that the husband and wife do not have a rigid division of labour, but actually that the tasks are shared out. And that even husbands and wives spend much more of their leisure time together and, do, and don't do things separately. This moves us towards a world of, well, maybe we have become more equal in terms of what happens in the family. Now, there are counter arguments for this. Feminists such as Anne Oakley would say the symmetrical family is actually a myth. It doesn't exist. When you get on the ground roots level of what's going on in families to families, husbands may be contributing to the home, but nowhere near as much as Young and Wilmot would suggest. You know, a husband who helps out once a week to do the washing up is very different to that of a husband and wife who share the conjugal roles of cooking and cleaning equally. Doing the occasional bit of ironing or doing the occasional bit of taking the children out for a walk isn't the same as what was going on when women were doing this unpaid exploitative labour. Oakley is exceptionally critical and will in fact say that many women now work a double shift or what we call dual burden. They are under the pressures of looking after the home but also going out and having paid work. Sometimes it's even taken further and we call it triple burden. That women are juggling how to be a wife or to be a wife, a paid employee and to be a mother. This juggling at least two of those three role, roles are unpaid and exploitative in which the man is benefiting from it. 
So again, we can see another argument here, if we were thinking of a 12 mark question, of how the family is maybe not that equal. That actually, yeah, it's always had segregated roles. Well, hold on a minute, we're starting to see symmetrical families happen now. But then you go back to this idea, well, actually, it, it never existed in the first place and actually women have got it worse. Another counter to this argument is the emergence of the new man. New man theory suggests that men have become more in touch with uh, a sense of equality. Like There is a generation of men who have grown up with social attitudes of equality towards women and in turn have become more accepting and more part of their personality and attitudes that equal contribution to the home, ironing, cooking, cleaning is part and parcel of being an equal partnership. But again, there is still cynicism within this, saying that men can cherry pick the tasks that they want to do to be perceived to be being a dutiful husband and father. When we start to think about it to this level of critique, we can get really wrapped up in counter and counter and counter. All I will say to you is when you're thinking about a 12 mark question, remember the basics. You need an introduction, which clearly shows that you understand the keywords of the question. You need to put forward an appeal paragraph where you agree with what the statement says. You need to put forward an against appeal paragraph that disagrees with the statement and then back to an agree, as well as finishing off with your conclusion. There's an awful lot of information here. And really, it's not a case of trying to fit it all in. It's a process of decision making and thinking right what are the arguments you're going to try and say and what will fit into 15 minutes 12 marker now just to throw out one more kind of argument and a potential conclusion in how it could all end is we could say well actually um, the division of labor in the family is still wrapped up heavily with postmodern terms of toxic masculinity and how there is a kind of almost a return or a desire to return to very traditional masculine identity, one in which men know their role and they won't be challenged over it. And this is kind of where we get this term toxic masculinity from, in which men want to be seen to be uh, dom- having a dominant hegemonic masculinity, one in which it is not questioned, one in which it is the definite. That might pose a really interesting conclusion to an essay question when looking at the division of labour. On that note, I think there's three questions you could have a go at to make sure you ground what you're doing here. I think you could have a go at a four-mark question, which is identify and explain one factor that has led to the increase in the number of symmetrical families. You could have a go at something a bit more simpler, like a three-marker. Describe what is meant by joint conjugal roles or describe what is meant by segregated conjugal roles. Equally, the big mark question, which it's really leading up to, is the 12 marker. Discuss how far sociologists agree that gender roles in the family have become more equal. I'm going to leave it there for today's episode in this uh, action-packed one we've had. I'm going to say happy revision and I will see you next time on Jcos Presents Sound Sociology.